Welcome to Agents of Nothing, an episode-by-episode recap and analysis from the perspectives of a veteran and a new recruit. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Agents of Nothing, and welcome to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 20, Nothing Personal. Yeah. So, Mariah, how was your week? Uh, I've had a pretty hectic couple of weeks, actually. Yeah. Aaron and I may or may not be buying a house, uh, so we've been house hunting. It's all pretty stressful. We might end up renting. I don't know. It's all up in the air. <laughs> so adult. Uh, <laughs> It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but on a lighter, more fun note, I've been learning French on Duolingo. Nice. It's it's coming to me much more easily than I like expected it to. Yeah. Like I I know a lot more than I thought I did just from growing up hearing my grandparents speak Cajun French. Yeah. We should we should try to I'll, I'll try to like relearn French and then we can speak French to each other awesome. because I took I took like four years of French <laughs> in school, um, but I don't remember any of it because I haven't had anybody to practice with. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm basically learning Parisian French as like a jumping off point to learn Cajun French because it is different. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of like f- it's kind of Franglish. Franglais. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's also like very very old French, and they use different words sometimes. Like I think uh, voiture is car in Parisian French, but I think I've always heard my grandparents say gare, or I I I'm so bad at pronunciation, but but gare is like train station in Parisian French. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So my grandparents say car, and, you know, if someone from Paris heard them say that, they would be like, train station? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Anyways, uh, so how was your week, Caroline? Um, Well, mostly it's been okay, but I did uh, injure myself, (laughs) and now I can't walk, so... (laughs) Oh, no! Yeah, on Friday I was trying to walk Chip, and I, I don't even know what... I don't even know what I did actually. <laughs> I was going to I was going to skip back to the door and s- then all of a sudden I couldn't walk anymore. So <laughs> I don't know. Just I was on the ground. <laughs> Chip was like, "What happened? What are we doing?" Mom. And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> so, that's Oh my goodness. I've been just trying to stay alive. So just rest, rub it, yeah. rub it in icy hot. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Um, so this episode was written by Paul Zibachevsky and DJ Doyle, to which I don't know what I was on last night when I was writing these notes, but I put in parentheses DJ Doyle. <laughs> 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 and it was directed by Billy Gearhart. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Beautiful. I think my medicine was starting to kick in at that point. <laughs> um, so the Art of Level 7 poster for Nothing Personal, created by Stephanie Hans, 
highlights Sky and Ward in a depiction of a moment from the episode. I think after uh, Deathlock gives Ward a horde a horde a, a horde attack. attack. Give a Ward, Ward a horde attack. Give Ward a horde attack. Oh my goodness. <laughs> God, already we're off the rails. Anyways, um, so Deathlock is looming over them in the poster, and the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo is in the background. And Han said that she wanted to show, quote, the shock and pain of having to choose between hurting somebody or betraying your team, which is what Sky was going through. Hans added that even though Sky is holding Ward in the poster, quote, with all her might, she couldn't be more alone. Interesting. I did get to look at it. It is, it's interesting. It is very, it looks like a religious post, like a it religious does. painting almost. Yeah. She looks like, she looks like Mary and Ward is like Jesus in her arms. Yeah. And, and Deathlock like... is God. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like the, the angles of it look like stained glass almost. Yeah. It's very interesting. I wonder if that was purposeful because that's very interesting. The, the references to. Yeah. Uh, religious imagery. <laughs> Super cool. I don't know that I would have picked that moment for the, yeah. the poster, but it's cool. It is It is very interesting. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're saying interesting like it's a bad it's thing. I so promise we're not like disparaging it. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it! <laughs> it's a beautiful poster. It's fine! <laughs> <laughs> we just don't really know what to say about it. Anyways, uh, so do we meet anybody new in this no. episode? No. We don't. <laughs> Just our besties and our worsties. Absolutely. So, we open in Washington, D.C. Maria Hill is on the phone with Pepper Potts, going through all of the difficulties that she's had trying to clear S.H.I.E.L.D.'s name with, like, all of the government organizations. And I really liked her uh, comment about Congress as, like, kindergarten. <laughs> to think that Congress has literally only gotten worse since this episode For real. aired. It's more like preschool now. <laughs> we have literal conspiracy theorists on in Congress. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, um, Interesting. So while, <laughs> <laughs> so while on the phone with Pepper Potts, Maria Hill says that Congress is asking her, who or what is a man thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a reference to the Marvel comic Monster. Originally, Dr. Ted Salas, whose attempt at a super soldier serum turned him into the titular Man-Thing, a vegetable-based swamp monster. I, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, how many ways can an attempt at the super soldier serum go wrong? Right. Like, that's like every <laughs> villain's origin story. <laughs> I get a vegetable-based swamp monster. <laughs> when I was trying to be vegan, that's what they called me. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Uh, so, Salas in the comics also worked with a Dr. Barbara Bobby Morse, also known as Mockingbird. Mm. And that's a secret tool that we'll use later. Or whatever the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse says. Oh, okay. <laughs> Every time I hear the word Mockingbird, I can't... It, the song just starts playing in my head. Oh, the the, the trap beat Mock, of the hanging yeah, song? Yeah, 
Ing. Oh. Yeah. Bird. Oh, that's not yeah. what I was thinking about. <laughs> I was thinking about the one from the Hunger Games, how they released oh. like a radio remix version of the Hanging Tree song. Oh, shit. That's I like, forgot about are that. You, are you coming to the tree? And we're like, <laughs> how, 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 how did you lose the, the like core meaning behind these books? Like, so, <laughs> so, so much. You have strayed so far. Why? You know, it just was, it honestly was a perfect depiction of exactly what Suzanne Collins was talking about. But she was punching the air. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so as Hill is walking down the dark street, she starts spotting and telling Pepper about all of the people that she is seeing following her. But when she looks back, they're all either disappeared or keeled over on the sidewalk. But it's okay. <laughs> it was just May being discreet. <laughs> so terrifying. Hello. Right? Um, and side note, in their conversation, uh, I, re- I just love the way that Ming speaks, the way that she pronounces things. I just, like... <laughs> What diction school did she go to? I don't know. Like, something about her consonants are all just so, like, clear and crisp, and it just scratches my brain just right. I, just, I, I don't know if that's weird or not, but I could listen to her talking all day. It's, so... it's, it's Ming SMR. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I want her to come on the pod just so I can listen to her. I just want to listen to her all day. <laughs> she would be so great to have on. She'd be so cool. Anyway, so May asks for Hill to help Colson since she says that he won't take May's help anymore. Hill confirms that she and May both helped cover up Project Tahiti, but agrees to help find out who was in charge of it since there is suspicion that it was Secretary Alexander Pierce, who I'm learning was allegedly one of the only people that Fury ever took orders from, and he turned out to be Hydra. But Fury told Hill that he took orders from very high up, but he never told her who was actually in charge of Tahiti, and he would only speak in riddles about it. So it's up to May to solve the riddle. So back at Providence, Coulson, Fitzsimmons, and Tripp are trying to figure out where the rest of their team went, and all they have to go off of are a few timestamps on the... Uh, cargo bay's security camera footage and every other internal camera was erased fucking ward (laughs) fucking ward so they see may leave and then ward and sky going to the plane holding hands simmons assumes that koenig must have gotten onto the plane somehow without passing that camera or the main door yikes And they don't understand why A, May left on foot, and B, everyone else left in such a hurry as to leave their phones behind and without any orders. Because as Fitz says, aren't they all just improvising at this point? (laughs) So Coulson explains that May left because he told her to when he was angry and a little mean. I can't believe I forgot to say this, but why you gotta be so mean? And Tripp is like, we don't need her sorry ass anyway. (laughs) Jesus. Rude. (laughs) He's like, with everything this team is facing, now is really not the time to bail. Like, okay. 
Trip. <laughs> Chill. Do not talk about May like that. For real. Chill. <laughs> like, sorry, if I was being told by my superior, nobody wants you here. You're not, you can't be here and I'm going to be mad at you every single second that you stay. I'm going to leave too. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Simmons decides to go to the kitchen both to avoid the conflict and to make food for everyone since God knows when the last time they ate was. Trip starts to go with her, but Fitz is like, no, 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 I actually, I'll go. You stay. Um, and literally runs after her. Um, he catches up to Simmons just to check in with her. Simmons decides to make pancakes for everyone, and they split up. Simmons heads to the pantry, and Fitz goes to find a griddle. It's literally so sweet. Literally. Pancakes do solve everything. I wish they'd gotten a chance to make it them. You know, it just would have helped so much. <laughs> Me and Aaron went to... There's a new IHOP in town where the old steakhouse used to be, mm-hmm. and it's disgusting. Really? It's so bad. The oh, Waffle no. House in town is better. Oh, man. Anyways. Anyway, back to it. <laughs> so, on the way to find a griddle, Fitz passes the bathroom that Sky was freaking out in, and it has that picture window. Mm-hmm. It still has a nighttime photo, while everything else has changed to a daytime one. Fitz is so smart and observant. I would not have noticed that. <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, I guess, like, I don't know. They are trying, they are like, this is a mystery that we have to figure out. So I guess he's probably yeah, on I high alert have... for yeah. clues. I think what I would have noticed, because um, I'm not sure if I remember this correctly, but I think there was like a slight whirring noise. Like that the, the rotating frame was making. I would have noticed the noise before I noticed that it was a nighttime picture. Yeah. And we've been like, where is that noise coming from? It is <laughs> driving me insane. Yeah. I'm getting overstimulated. <laughs> um, and Simmons heads into the storage closet. And oh no, it's the one where Kanan gets. Trip and Coulson are still talking through what possible scenarios they could be looking at. Either Koenig knows something they don't, or they've had a wolf in the herd the whole time. And, like, technically both, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So Fitz checks out the window, and he sees a screwdriver wedged into the corner. So he removes it, and the photo finally changes to reveal Skye's handwriting saying, Ward is Hydra. That one frame with the Ward is Hydra carved into it is so iconic. It's so good. There's so much fan art of that. Like, you can buy stickers of it on like etsy and Redbubble. oh man i gotta do that <laughs> just like the the picture i think it's like a sunset with like palm trees and whatnot and it just says ward is hydra in all caps yeah. so good oh that was such a just sky is so smart <laughs> so smart um and so then simmons is leaving the closet and she sees a line of blood dripping down the side of the doorway and luckily, thankfully, they don't show her finding Koenig, but we hear her scream because this is a family network. It's so upsetting. It's so sad. So on the plane, Ward is using spray paint to black out the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo on the SUV, and he smiles over at Sky. And she pretends to smile back while she is fiddling with the hard drive and her laptop. Ward will not leave her alone for a single second and interrupts her every time she so much as opens a cabinet. She lies to him about looking for a phone to call the team about their rendezvous once she has encrypted the drive. And he lies to her about having just spoke to Coulson. Oh yeah, sorry, you should have told you. (laughs) My bad, I forgot. (laughs) But then it's also like he won't leave her alone. So like when? 
When did he call you? <laughs> when did you talk to him? Um, and so apparently Skye's location encryption was set for the diner, or what she tells Ward is that the location encryption was set for the diner where she first met Mike Peterson, and the whole S.H.I.E.L.D. roller coaster started. Ward assures her that she will be safe, unlikely. Um, but then he gets closer, like he's going to kiss her again and like wraps his arms around her waist, ew, to pull the gun out of her waistband. Uh, he holds it up and he's like, but this is not the answer. And I'm sorry, is it Grant Douglas Nazi Ward, serial killer and agent of Hydra, really about to say violence is never the answer? (laughs) Also, the waistband is not a good holster, Sky. Please don't really shoot yourself not. in the butt. <laughs> don't shoot yourself in the butt, Sky. Oh. Uh, so Sky balks at the hypocrisy as well. Um, but he goes on to say that they can't get busted with a concealed weapons charge right now. Which, okay, I guess. That makes sense. <laughs> and Sky says she couldn't find any rounds anyway. <laughs> she was going to shoot him, for sure. 100%. <laughs> I wonder if he, like, hid all the rounds, because that's... Probably. Elaborate. <laughs> yeah, he probably did, just in case. So Ward promises, uh, or threatens, <laughs> that he will not let her out of his sight, and then he just, like, pulls her in for a hug. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, Chloe's eyebrows are such talented actors. <laughs> Give those eyebrows an Emmy. For real! <laughs> So, back at Providence, Simmons is performing an autopsy on Koenig while Fitz is freaking out. Tripp tries to calm him down, but Fitz won't hear it. He still doesn't trust Tripp, and he doesn't want to believe that his friend Ward could be the same lying son of a bitch that Garrett was. Fitz tries to get Simmons to back him up, but Simmons tells him to just let her work. Fitz would rather believe in a widespread, full-scale conspiracy than that his friend Ward was lying to him the whole time. It's literally so heartbreaking. Literally. If you hear a cracking sound in the background, that is my heart splitting in two. (laughs) His poor face. He just is like, this can't. It can't. No more changes can happen. Like, no more betrayals. He can't handle it. Oh, my God. Um, so Simmons finally concludes that Koenig was strangled to death approximately 10 hours before and after May left, meaning that at that point there were only two suspects. And from the wounds, she also concludes that the crime was hurriedly committed by someone at least six foot two who was strong enough to lift Koenig into the ceiling. And she's so upset that she can barely get the words out that Ward did it. And then Fitz starts throwing things. I was already crying at this point. Like, fully tears streaming down my face. It's so, it was so intense. Fitz finally thought that he, like, had a little little dude buddy, a little friend. So, my heart breaks for him. For all of them, but especially for Fitz. Because, like, he, he just, he thought that they had such a connection. And they, like, they did. Like, I I can't. Ah, mm. it's the worst. I know. Uh, so Coulson reminds them that Sky is alive and trapped with Ward and is clearly playing him since she knows that he's a murderer. So Fitz needs to channel that rage into getting into communication with the plane so they can save her, preferably before Ward figures out whatever her plan is, because it's Sky. She obviously has a plan. <laughs> um, so Ward and Sky are approaching the diner. 
Sky is trying to manage Ward's expectations for how long this will take, how long she can stall him. <laughs> and so the woman who hacked into the NSA satellites in under an hour says that unlocking her own encryption would take a miracle to be done in under an hour. <laughs> to be fair, they're using diner Wi-Fi. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But luckily, Ward doesn't know how anything works, and he is completely unwilling to learn, so he just has to begrudgingly accept it. (laughs) (laughs) So Tripp is helping to set up Coulson's computer with Fitz's instructions. He tells Coulson that Fitz is still freaking out, but able to focus on the task at hand. Coulson is doing the same, because trust me, I'm going to have a major freak out later. (laughs) (laughs) Coulson and Tripp start making other connections then. If Ward is Hydra, then Garrett must be alive and Hand is dead. And they have all the weapons they could possibly want from the fridge and none of the team knew. So Coulson just can't quite understand why Ward would come back. But as he's talking it through, he finally realizes that Ward must not have been able to open or make a copy of the hard drive without Sky, which means that they have to keep her alive for however long she can stall them. And just then... Their plane comes up on the GPS, showing just outside of Los Angeles. But then, the bunker alarms start going off, showing the place surrounded by enemy soldiers. Just incredible timing. (laughs) So at the diner, Ward is impatiently staring at Skye from across the booth as she works. And of course, she calls him out on it. And he's like, what, I can't look at you? Fucking typical. (laughs) She proves to him that it's complicated and she's working on it. And then he tries to just invalidate her by saying, you're mistaking my admiration for impatience. And she's like, no, I'm not. Like, Men love to pretend like we can't read their body language. Right? Like, my dude, I wasn't born yesterday. I know what impatience looks like. <laughs> you're literally, you're screaming it at me without using your voice. <laughs> she also says the line, I heard you twice the first time. And yes. I love that. And I will be using that. Thank you. It's so good. So she tries to convince him to leave her alone for a second by asking if he should call the team again outside. But he refuses to leave her side. As her laptop screen shows wrong location, Ward starts to accuse her of being nervous by saying that she's exaggerating her calmness and confidence. She excuses it as nerves for being fugitives of the law and the memory of Mike Peterson in this diner. She also throws in a couple of little digs at Ward by mentioning Mike Peterson was a good man and now he's a murderer. And then also, (laughs) hiding what I'm thinking and feeling doesn't come as easily for me as it does for you. I just love it. (laughs) I love it so much. Ward proudly professes that lying gets easier with more experience. But just then, a couple of cops sit down at the bar, and Ward and Skye both try not to panic. Coulson, Tripp, and Fitzsimmons come barreling down the hallway to the bay doors of Providence. Coulson assures everyone that the bunker doors should hold against most weapons, just as the locks disengage. (laughs) But it's not Hydra, it's the U.S. fucking army. Talbot and his armed soldiers come marching down the hallway with a megaphone, telling them to stand down. Coulson's like, don't you have anything else to do with your life? (laughs) (laughs) Talbot is one of those antagonists that I love to hate. Yes. And I don't know, maybe it's just with the context of looking back after multiple seasons of Talbot shenanigans, but (laughs) 
I just love him so, so much. He's so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Talbot's like, well, I also wanted to see Fury's secret base. And then Coulson gives the iconic line, if I come out, are you going to shoot me? Because then I won't come out. (laughs) I screamed. I screamed. That was so funny. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, so as Talbot and his men stand down, Coulson comes out and asks how Talbot even found out about this place. And then Agent Maria Hill comes around the corner. Come on! <laughs> so, uh, in some graveyard, um, this guy comes across May digging into Coulson's grave. She offers no explanation as she climbs out and walks away. Only her condolences for whoever the man was grieving. <laughs> And that is, <laughs> the image of that is so fucking funny <laughs> that she's like clearly grave robbing. Like she has broken into the coffin and everything and that there's nobody there. So like, <laughs> he's like, where'd the body go? <laughs> either either she was grave, grave robbing or she just rose from the dead. Right. One of the two. <laughs> So she gets back to her car and pulls out the flash drive that was apparently in the grave. And then I remembered what Hill said, that Fury said, about the Tahiti Project. He said, I buried the Tahiti Project when I buried Coulson, according to Hill. And so he was being very literal. (laughs) (laughs) And the video that shows up on the flash drive, it's unclear if the message in there means that it was something written to Director Fury or that the Tahiti supervisor was Fury, I was confused at that point. But I I I love the tactic of saying something dramatic or hyperbolic, but you actually mean it literally. Yes. But no one would guess that you meant it literally because it's a fucking insane thing to do. Honestly, that's what I do with like songwriting all the time. And I feel like it ends up being it sounds so like like May said, waxing poetic. But it's like, no, that's just, it's the literal quote from <laughs> of what someone said. <laughs> um, so back at Providence, Talbot is questioning Tripp and Fitzsimmons, trying to get them to either incriminate themselves or go with him willingly to be put on trial and prove their innocence. None of them give him anything. So then we get to hear his disgusting eating sounds <laughs> as he takes a bite <laughs> of an apple. It, I, it was so bad. I did not like that at all. <laughs> I wish I could just remove it from my ears. (laughs) Um, So Simmons calls Talbot out. She says that they have already told him about a known Hydra agent that is currently getting away. And Talbot's intimidation tactics are not helping them save the life of that Hydra agent's hostage. Talbot tries to bully her again, saying that he's their only shot at freedom right now. So they all need to be kissing his ass. In another room... Hill is trying to reason with Coulson into surrendering too, I guess. She wants Coulson to give in to Talbot's demands and turn over Providence to the government without spilling too many S.H.I.E.L.D. secrets. Um, And I do think it's interesting because Providence is in Canada, so why would they give it to the U.S. government? God knows. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) But anyway... So Coulson is furious. He's like, what do you not want me to tell them about? Tahiti? Hale tries to reiterate that it was for your own good. And Coulson says that if they had just been honest with him from the start, he would have kept their secrets for them. No questions asked because he's a good soldier. But they were more worried about Coulson being disloyal instead of literally anyone else. 
Hale agrees with him that they should have been prepared for Hydra, but says with the government involved that Hydra doesn't stand a chance. But Coulson reveals to Hill that Garrett is still alive and that Ward was his secret weapon and that they have killed Hand, raided right the fridge, and now Hill is holding Coulson up from saving Sky from Ward, all because she wanted to use Coulson as leverage to get S.H.I.E.L.D. out of trouble with the government. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> and Hill is shocked because she vetted Ward herself and she had no idea. Now, was the vetting process just the, like, literally the first scene of the show where they were, like, talking? Because it was Ward and Hill talking. Uh, no, I think... Yeah, but I think that that was after, like, because she had written the file on him, right? With the poop Uh and the knives. Yeah. (laughs) I think that was the vetting. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, so as Talbot and two of his soldiers come sauntering in to search the room, Hill signals Coulson, and the fight ensues. Coulson taking on Talbot, while Hill handles the other two by herself. Literally, every female agent in this organization is better than every male agent. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, they move out, Hill joining Coulson's team for Skye's rescue. Ward is still pressuring Skye because of the cops in the diner, and Skye continues stalling for an additional half hour. And I love every single discreet dig that she makes at him. So he's like, relax, they don't know you're pretending to be someone you're not. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that's such a satisfying one. I love that so much. But Ward takes it as flirting, so he's like, oh, who am I pretending to be then? And Skye's like, my impatient boyfriend. Mm, I like that cover. Disgusting. (laughs) Hated it. Um, But then another police car drives past the restaurant outside. Did Skye alert them? I literally took so few notes this episode because I was just so wrapped up in the story. It was so good. So Sky tries to distract Ward by asking about the longest undercover job that he'd ever been on. He says it was 16 months in Russia, which is a lie. <laughs> Sky pointedly empathizes. That must be hard, spending so much time getting close to those people, making them trust you, and then just turning on them. She is really <laughs> taking advantage of this. And I love it so much. (laughs) Ward tries to brush it off, but Sky presses on. I don't know how Garrett did it. He spent all that time being your SO and your mentor, only to lie to your face and betray you like that. Fucking, like, you tell him, Sky. (laughs) Ward is clearly uncomfortable, but Sky continues on, trying to elicit a confession from Ward about killing Garrett. And Ward's like, are we really doing this right now? Like, in public? <laughs> but Skye won't stop. She says, if you could, would you tell Garrett that he's a disgusting, backstabbing traitor who deserves to rot in hell? And I I, I love the way she said disgusting. She said it so many times. She's like, tell him he's disgusting. He's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, what? I'm just trying to have an honest conversation for once. Ward's eyes are darting around to the dozen cops inside the diner, trying to clear people out. But Sky won't move. Ward gives his classic, we've been made. <laughs> Still. Duh. Every time. Are you really not catching on and at this point? <laughs> Come on. And Sky reveals that she was the one who tipped them off, and she knows he's Hydra. And that hail Hydra was so perfect. So good. <laughs> the cops arrest them at gunpoint. Obviously, Ward starts fighting all of them. So as he's distracted, Skye grabs her stuff and runs. She tries to get the cops outside to arrest her and take her in, but Ward makes it out and shoots both of them before they can. 
As he's screaming for her to stop and that he's not trying to hurt her, she hops in the cop car and books it. And I... (laughs) His yelling voice is so funny to me. I feel like usually men yelling or screaming is like scary um but for some reason ward screaming is just so unintimidating (laughs) he's such a weenie (laughs) um but before she even makes it down the block mike peterson or i guess deathlock uh lands on the hood of her car and busts through the windshield to grab her throat oh my god and like i felt so bad for mike because she was the only one that he refused to hurt and now they're making him hurt her That shot of him just, like, flying up into the fucking air is genuinely so terrifying. It's so scary. It was so scary. I think I would just, like, have a heart attack and die right there. (laughs) I would just shit myself immediately. (laughs) Um, So back on the plane, as Sky is coming to on the floor, Ward and Mike are arguing. Ward resents that Mike was even there, and Mike says Garrett ordered him to shadow Ward in case Sky took advantage of his feelings for her. As she did. Uh, Ward denies it and says that they have her now so they can do whatever they want with her as soon as she gives them the correct location. But Sky speaks up now that that won't ever happen. Ward tries to dismiss Mike, saying, I can handle this. But Sky's like, oh, really? Because you haven't so far. <laughs> She's so brave. I love her so much. Mike informs Ward that Garrett says they have five minutes. And as soon as he leaves, Sky just starts assaulting <laughs> Ward and just saying all of the things that she's been thinking since she figured it out. Ward restrains her and as he's cleaning his bloody nose, she starts asking why he did it. He's like, I was on a mission. It wasn't personal. Sky's like, bullshit! (laughs) That's the kind of twisted logic they teach you when you sign up to be a Nazi. And Ward's like, I'm not a Nazi. Bestie. (laughs) Worstie. Yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Sky's like Sky's like you know you always did have a bit of the Hitler youth aesthetic (laughs) Ward tries to say that Hydra's origin has nothing to do with them currently (laughs) you can't hear me looking into the camera right now but (laughs) really (laughs) he's like I was just doing my job and following orders Uh, you mean like the vast majority of the Nazis That's literally, quite famously, that's the, the, the quote. That's that's the quote. Thank you. You just said it. You did it. Congratulations. Wonderful job. Two thumbs up. <laughs> so Sky asks if he's going to kill her now, too, like he did with Thomas Nash. But Ward says he would never kill her. And everyone he killed was Garrett's fault, not his. So Sky's like, oh, so you're going to let someone else pull the trigger like you did with Ian Quinn. And Ward is so insulted that she would think that he had a part in her being shot. How could you think that I would let that happen to you when you know how I feel about you? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> this guy's like, oh, you mean after literally everything else about you was a lie, I was supposed to just believe that that was the one thing you were telling the truth about? Really? <laughs> And Ward thinks he's being, like, smooth and romantic when he's like, yeah, my feelings for you are real. They always have been. Like, that doesn't literally make it worse. That's worse. (laughs) Sky almost throws up in his face. (laughs) This is not a a visual medium. This this is not a visual medium 
so y'all can't see the grumpy cat face that I'm making right now, <laughs> but I will make a TikTok of it. Future Mariah, file this away. <laughs> make a TikTok of this moment, and I'm making the grumpy cat Social face. Social media manager Mariah. I can't, I can't, I can't do it when I'm trying to. I can only do it when I'm, like, genuinely disgusted. Yeah. So keep talking. Okay. <laughs> Grant Douglas Ward. Go. <laughs> no, so now sorry. I'm trying. Sorry. I won't I'm sorry. be able to do it again. <laughs> anyway, so like I said, Sky almost throws up in his face. And now Ward's pissed because Sky doesn't appreciate how difficult this has been for Ward. No. He's like, I did what I did because I'm a survivor. Oh. <laughs> Sky's like, no, you're a serial killer. And you were right about one thing. I don't like the real you. And then Ward patronizes her like, someday when you're older, you'll understand. When you're not the immature child that I think of you as, which makes my weird obsessive crush on you even grosser. (laughs) Someday. (laughs) But men's ability to do that is so insane to me. Because so many times, like, especially in media, but, like, I've heard this in real life. Like, I unfortunately have had my share of experiences with older men. And, like, the amount of times you, like, get in a fight with an older man and they're like, you're just a kid. And I'm like, then why why the fuck are we doing this then? Right. What are we doing here? If you think of me as a child, why are you fucking me? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Hello? God. I do, like, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway. Um, so Sky vows to never give in to his demands, and then she just sits down in silence. And Ward contemplates that he's going to have to make another difficult decision here. He's kind of only got two options. Either hurt Sky or betray Garrett. I So I wish I could show you all listening the typos I made on this note, but I'll try my best to, like, vocalize them. As best as I can. So it's, it's um, I semicolon, mm, literally so angry with Ward, I can't semicolon even tack a notes. <laughs> so angry. <laughs> I'm so angry with Ward. Um, so Mike is in another room of the plane trying to hack Sky's encryption again unsuccessfully when he gets a message. Garrett is done waiting. Go to plan B. Fuck. fuck. You can get that over the counter now, though. Yeah, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, can you still? I don't know if Roe affected that. Anyways. I don't know. But also, not if you're over 150 pounds. So. So Mike and Ward approach Skye again while she is visibly trying to free herself from the handcuffs. Um, And I love that she just is not even trying to hide that. (laughs) Um, And they give her one last chance to tell them the encryption location. Skye tries to get through to Mike again. She brings up Ace and Mike responds that he left Ace in her care. And although she has a S.H.I.E.L.D. team surrounding Ace, Hydra can get through S.H.I.E.L.D. anytime they want. And if Mike even gets an inkling of wanting to rescue him, they will explode his head immediately. Uh, Sky refuses to believe that Mike would hurt her. And Mike agrees. And then he shoots something at Ward that gives him a heart attack. <laughs> and he explains that he can stop it, but only if Sky gives them the information they want. And I already know Sky is too good to allow Ward to die in front of her like that. But God knows there wouldn't be a plot if she wasn't. She should have just let him die. She should have. 
<laughs> just let him it die. It would have been so much easier. I think that's maybe why, like, I'm not uh, as crazy about the poster for this episode. Because I'm like, yeah. I don't think mm, it serves the plot, I suppose. But, like, I'm not a fan of the decision to save him. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm that's how not. I was feeling about the poster, too. I'm, we should have said it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's it was. I don't know. I'm like I'm I'm afraid to like insult the artist, but like it's not it's it's not her. It's yeah. a great poster. It's just I don't like the scene and I don't like the decision. Right. I like literally everything would be so much easier if she would have just let Ward die. <laughs> and just you wait. Just oh just no. Just you wait. Oh no! Don't tell me that. <laughs> um. So she hesitates, but ultimately gives in. And it tells Mike that the encryption is actually based on altitude, not latitude and longitude. So they just have to be at 35,000 feet. Mike drags Sky over to the laptop and then pulls Ward to his feet and orders him to get the plane in the air. Ward tries to stall a little bit, but Mike gets him back to full health and is like, get to the cockpit. <laughs> I love the little, like, double slap on the cheek. Yeah. So fucking funny. I love that. So fucking funny. That should show you where you stand with Garrett, you little fucking worm. Right? He give two shits about you. He does not care. You are only a means to his end. Right. And when, like, now multiple people have asked him, like, or have told Ward, you don't owe Garrett anything. And he's like, yes, I do. I owe him my everything. And it's like, no. (laughs) He doesn't care about you. He just tried to kill you for leverage. He doesn't give two shits about you. Oh, my God. So in the cockpit, Ward is taxiing the plane when Hill's plane blocks the path. Hill goads Ward into answering the radio and calls him a duplicitous lowlife. And I <laughs> loved it. <laughs> Ward gets a little misogynistic and is like, a lot of us lost respect for Fury when he chose you as his second. If he wanted some eye candy around, he could have at least told- chose Romanov. Wow. I wow. saw fucking red. Right? I saw red. Oh, man. I wanted to jump through the screen and, like, grab hold of his hair and just like pull as hard as I could yeah you know uh-huh <laughs> yeah just like rip his fucking scalp off and then when Hill was like I'm gonna tell her you said that <laughs> I hope she did I can I can imagine Nat and Maria just like laughing over that I just want them like, to wail dude, there's on this like Hydra guy <laughs> there's this Hydra guy that was like man Fury should have chose chose Romanoff for a second because she's hotter. <laughs> and Nat would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, so they go back and forth a little, but the bottom line is Hill's threats fall flat because they all know Coulson would never risk Sky's life and Garrett absolutely would and is currently trying to. So Ward flies away. But it's fine because they just wanted to buy enough time for Coulson to sneak onto the bus. So I was thinking during this scene about how funny it is to me that Coulson is literally always in a suit. Always. Even when it seems so, so impractical to be wearing a suit. Like, can you put on (laughs) some spandex, please, sir? Yeah. So I I pulled this from the greater, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1 Wikipedia. Uh So according to costume designer Anne Foley, Coulson's suits, which she called his armor were more streamlined and a different cut than the ones he wore in the MCU movies. Oh. And he also 
uh, in the show is wearing like custom shirts and quote slicker ties. Oh. Um, so James Bond served as an early inspiration for Coulson's suits in the early part of the season, and then eventually they shifted him to like a slim cut suit. And boy, does it work for him! Ooh. <laughs> And additionally, Foley chose to avoid black suits and used solid shirts, which was another difference from the suits he wore in the film. And I think that he looks better not in, like, a harsh black. I think Clark Gregg is probably, like, a spring or a summer. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but, yeah. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) We should absolutely... We should try and get Anne Foley on. I don't know if that's a pipe dream, but... I I mean, not that I know much about fashion or, like, costume design, but I love hearing about that sort of stuff, yeah. and I would love to come up with questions to ask her. Absolutely. We should try. Maybe, sh- maybe she'll be the next one I DM. <laughs> Anne, come on the pod! <laughs> Anne, come on the pod! We want to pick your brain. We want to know... Uh, I want to know what season every single member of the cast is, because that's my that's my latest thing. I have recently discovered that I am a light summer, so I look better in cool tones, and I also don't, uh, black is not very flattering on me, bitch. I am wearing black today, so. Uh. <laughs> You'll have to tell me what season I am, because I don't know. There's quizzes that you can take. Since I started trying to wear colors that are like within my color palette that like complement my skin tone and my hair and stuff I've gotten so many compliments they're like you just look like brighter like you look you you're you're just glowing today and I'm like Uh thank you (laughs) okay well then you'll have to help me take those quizzes because I feel like I've tried to take some before and I never know I don't know how to answer the questions all right well we'll have like a separate uh like a friend video call yeah figure it out together (laughs) okay okay okay. um anyway so colson gets on the plane and he silently makes his way to the holding cell and frees sky they have a beautiful father-daughter reunion moment and i i was sobbing at the way his like voice broke when he asked if ward hurt her oh my god Sky apologizes for unlocking the hard drive for them, but Coulson is not worried about that right now. They're just going to take over the cockpit and get her the fuck out of there. Coulson is confident that he can take Ward, but he didn't know about Deathlock being on the plan on the plane. Oh my god. But he didn't know about Deathlock being on the plane. New plan, fucking run. <laughs> Ward sees the alert that the cargo ramp is opening and jumps out of his seat in the cockpit. Coulson yells for Sky to forget the parachute and just get in Lola. They narrowly escape Deathlock's missile firing at them, and Sky almost flies out of the car as they just plummet to the ground. And that's why you always wear your seatbelt. He told always. you to buckle up. He told you to buckle up, Sky. She you was trying. <laughs> She was trying. There's a lot going on. Those those older seatbelts and those older cars, I get it. They're difficult. Yeah. Anyway, so Coulson finally gets the car in gear just in time to slow their impact enough when they hit the ground to perfectly parallel park in a $20 parking spot. (laughs) (laughs) My note, I'm pretty sure I said this out loud. I was like, not Coulson reaching for his wallet. Oh, my God. Literally. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's comedic gold the way that like their hair is all messed up and they just look so shell-shocked and the guys just like i don't get paid enough for this i don't right. care give me give me the money um so ward and deathlock are arguing on the plane ward wants to land and go after colson and sky but deathlock says that they have the information they need and garrett wants them back but ward is furious that deathlock gave him a heart attack and would have let him die just a few minutes ago <laughs> deathlock's like it wasn't personal. I was just following orders. Ooh! And it Tell still <laughs> will not register in Ward's head that Garrett doesn't give a fuck about him. Right? It never will. Like, it you know, will. it's like... it. Looking at it now, I don't feel sorry for him, but I almost want to. Because obviously he yeah. has been emotionally abused and manipulated from a young age by Garrett. And, like, right. duped into thinking that he owes this man everything when... All he's done is make Ward's life hell. We can feel empathy for his situation uh, while still holding him accountable for his actions. Absolutely. Snaps. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so Coulson et al. reconvene at a motel. Hill confirms that there is no more shield, no more fury, no more resources or backup. She understands that Coulson needs to go after Ward and Garrett, but... He needs to view it as a personal vendetta, not a sanctioned mission. And when he's done, he needs to be done and let his team go their separate ways. And like, okay, but have we met Philip, son of Cole? (laughs) (laughs) He's never going to do that. The team's Um, also never going to leave him. Right. Yeah. They're they're all like, what else do they have going on in their lives? (laughs) Nothing. shield is their life i don't know what she's expecting for them to do (laughs) they're a family found family which is it's a it's an awful work dynamic uh but it's fine because it works for them (laughs) (laughs) it's a tv show that's all it's it only works when it's a tv show (laughs) found found family does not apply to your starbucks team i'm sorry to say it does not apply to the people that work at walmart with you but it does apply here (laughs) (laughs) only here only here (laughs) And then before she leaves, Hill reminds Coulson that Tony Stark would take him in a heartbeat if Coulson wanted to keep working. But Coulson reminds her that Tony Stark still thinks he's dead. (laughs) Knock on Stark Tower and be like, hey, Tony, what's up? Uh, First of all, I'm alive. Second of all, I need a job. So what do you say? (laughs) Also, I don't have anywhere to live. (laughs) Can Can I I live live here? Can I live here with you, Pepper? Cool. A new work family. <laughs> Just move the whole fucking team into Stark Tower. Wait, wait. Someone someone write me fan fiction about that. Can I commission fan fiction? Because I want I want fan fiction. We'll make fiction. a podcast about the fan fiction. <laughs> we'll do a bonus episode. I want fan fiction about Coulson and the entire entirety of his team just up and moving into Stark Tower and all the shenanigans that happen. Man, I want that show. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, moving on. We're almost done. Um, So at the motel pool, Fitzsimmons are discussing the events of the day. Fitz is trying to think of what Hydra must have done to brainwash Ward. But Simmons believes that some people are just evil and hard to spot. Fitz asks Simmons if she's Hydra. He doesn't believe she is, of course, but he just needs to hear the words. He would be absolutely lost if she betrayed him like that. 
So Simmons sits up straight, looks him in the eye, and swears that she's not Hydra. And he never has to worry about that. And they're so sweet. And, like, when she puts her hand on his knee. Oh, my God. This is one of the core Fitzsimmons, like, season one scenes that I think back on when I think of how much I love them. It's just one of those that stick in your brain and... It's so, so sweet. It's so good. Um, so across the pool, Sky and Trip are joking about how they're on vacation, so Trip can eat all the vending machine junk food he wants. <laughs> At least Trip's having a good time. He deserves it. <laughs> he was stuck with Garrett for so long. <laughs> so Trip goes over to offer Fitzsimmons some Doritos or whatever he's eating as Coulson comes over to talk to Sky. Uh, Coulson says he's never been homeless before, and Sky's like, it sucks, but... At least now we have a pool. <laughs> they both agree that they will get Ward and Garrett. Skye says she even left them a little surprised when she decrypted the drive. And then they cheers with their shared chocolate bar. <laughs> so uh, apparently the visual of the team staying at a motel while on the run is meant to be contrasted against the presence of Big Shield um, from end of the beginning oh. when all of the established agents appear. And like it went from yeah. that to this. That, like this is all that's left of Shield. That's a really good contrast. I like that yeah. a lot. Anyway, so now it's time for the post-content content. DJ Doyle! I don't know if that man has a Twitter, but I want to clip this out and tweet it to him. You should. <laughs> so, Coulson meets May in a dark motel room. May shows him a laptop with the flash drive from his grave opened. She opens a video log report from the Project Tahiti supervisor to Director Fury. And it's Coulson! What the fuck? <laughs> I I literally, I paused the TV for a solid 10 minutes just staring at the wall with my jaw on the floor. I You texted was, me at like 2 in the fucking morning. I did. <laughs> I love when that happens, when something big happens in the episode and you just text me freaking the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, that is the biggest twist so far. I even, like, the Hydra reveal, like, you could see it coming at least within the episode. But this, uh, nothing, <laughs> like, no clues, no lead up. I am shook. I can't, <laughs> I could not. I could not handle it. Because of my terrible memory, I can remember vaguely that things happened, but not always when or how. So Mm -hmm. my note here was, you know, when she pulled out the laptop and was going to show him, I was like, oh, shit, wait, is this what I think it is? It is! It is! Oh, my God. I was like, I thought that didn't come until season two. (laughs) Um, So in the video, Coulson is resigning. He cannot, in good conscience continue with the experiment given the intense side effects that it causes in the recipient in the recipients such as hypergraphia uh which is the compulsion to write i looked these up because i wanted to know um so hypergraphia the compulsion to write or draw um aphasia which is a disorder affecting the ability to communicate or comprehend things and catatonia which is a disorder affecting motor function or, like, the inability to move or respond to stimuli. 
etc. Among other things. Yeah. Video Coulson says that the only way to keep these side effects from happening was memory replacement to completely erase the awareness of what they'd been through. Video Coulson also clarifies that the cost is too great and he recommends ending the project completely and never ever using the drug on anyone. God damn, this pisses me off even more than it did originally. Yeah. And like, well, first of all, now you see why May was fucking assigned to look after him. Yeah. And second of all, the fucking audacity to use this drug that this particular person has made clear is wildly unethical and resigned over it requested that the project be completely terminated the audacity to use that drug on him like fuck you fuck you i i my jaw was literally just on the floor for the that entire scene i am speechless and then i loved that the episode ended with colson just being like huh (laughs) (laughs) oh good I mean, oh what else God. can you say, really? Literally. <laughs> There's nothing else. There's no words. That. Oh, my God. <sighs> All right. <laughs> what, what would you say are your overall thoughts? Okay, so I had three main or overarching thoughts. Uh, one, Sky is literally the best spy in the world. <laughs> no question. Cannot change my mind on that. Um, Ward is a piece of shit, and I'm so glad that someone finally told him. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I loved all of everything that Sky kept telling him. <laughs> the whole, all of her digs. I loved that. I love when she headbutted him. That's always my yes. favorite part. <laughs> that was amazing. I love that. Um, and then last, I can't believe that twist. <laughs> like, the fact that this was not a season finale episode is blowing my mind. Like, it was the best fucking twist I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't. I have no clue how they're gonna top this. <laughs> oh, just you wait, just you wait. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for these next few episodes. I'm so excited for the next few seasons. Cause like, yeah. no spoilers, but that's not even where that ends. I mean, I figured it wouldn't be. <laughs> I don't know where they're gonna go with it. <laughs> Uh, so I pulled an excerpt of a review that was written following the airing of this episode. So Terry Schwartz, writing for zap to it called the series, quote, incredible, stating that it got off to a rocky start, but that changed once the Winter Soldier tie-in took place. And Terry felt that the season earned many of its early criticisms from having to, quote, bide time until the crossover. But now that it has the freedom to be the series it was always intended to, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has turned into a fantastic show. Its connection to Marvel's cinematic universe is clear. This is where viewers get to see the fallout of Hydra's S.H.I.E.L.D. infiltration. And the fact that the movie so influenced the show is game-changing in terms of how the mediums of film and television can be interwoven. I Okay, I feel like so many of the reviews and criticisms of the show that you have like read to me have been that it like had a rocky start and I don't see that <laughs> at all. I don't all. either. I think it was just um I don't I don't know. Like I understand that it wasn't what they wanted to be making at first, like I get that, but it like it set up the characters so well and like 
gave them chances to like build relationships. I, I feel like they did that really well and I don't understand where all of that criticism is coming from. I don't know. I don't know, but I do. I like, I hear it a lot from people who, not that people can't have negative opinions of this show. If you don't like the show, that's fine. But something that I have observed is that most of the people who say that they don't like the show or who say that it's bad or they couldn't get into it did not watch past like mid-season like Mm. before it gets to turn 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 yeah and I do think that um it doesn't really the issue with it probably is just that it doesn't have a hook until then Mm. really I mean for me it was uh the episode where Simmons gets infected and like might almost die that was the hook for me but you know some people need something bigger so I think that that's mainly where the criticism comes from is that it was just like I find them to be interesting episodes but it was a lot of character building and character building can be slow for people who are expecting like action action spy show you know I guess that's the I I like the action part I could do without I don't care about that at all me too for me for me, it's all about character building. That That's the only thing I want to see, honestly. <laughs> that's me too. And that's like, it's so funny to me because I see um, like some people's criticisms of phase four of the MCU so far is that like the fight scenes aren't as good as they used to be. And I'm like... Who cares? Fight like, scenes I mean, or fight scenes? They're yeah, always the same. <laughs> the fight scene is in there for the plot. Like, I'm not watching for the fight scenes. Right. And people compare it to the Winter Soldier. Because, honestly, Winter Soldier is probably one of the best MCU movies. Point blank, period. Um, and it is, like, a political thriller. It is, like, the one true action movie of the MCU. And it was a lot of fight choreography, and it was a lot of very good fight scenes. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the MCU is very fantastical, like, on the same note. So, like, a lot of the fight scenes have to involve a lot of CGI. And yeah. I don't know. I I love the characters, and I love the stories, and the fights, and the... CGI and everything as long as it doesn't completely take me out of the story like that's all secondary to me that can go to the background that's just moving the plot forward the worst is when there's a fight scene that takes me out of the story that just feels like it happened for no reason it was gratuitous right yeah (laughs) or if it goes on too long there have been some movies that I it's like as soon as one fight ends like they run down a hallway and then there's another fight I'm like can we resolve this please like this is taking so long (laughs) no a lot of action movies that i have like tried to get into i'm like was there even a story i right did not catch how much dialogue was there there was like five minutes of dialogue in that whole movie (laughs) but yeah i i think think the show is great and i think it always has been Uh, me too (laughs) me too (laughs) maybe unpopular opinion but you know (laughs) We're a small but mighty fan base. We're all, we're all they need. We're the special ones. <laughs> we're all they need. <laughs> all right. Well, that concludes our episode on season one, episode 20, Nothing Personal. If you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on TikTok at Agents of Nothing Podcast 
on Twitter at AgentNothingPod. I also just made us an Instagram. So I'm not sure how active we'll be on it. Maybe I'll just repost our TikToks on it, but it's at Agents of Nothing Podcast. So if you want, you can follow us there too. Yeah. You can also go to anchor.fm slash Agents of Nothing and send us a voice message with your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. And you can donate to us on Anchor if you would like. No pressure, but also we would like that very much. Yes. You can also email us at agentsofnothingpodcast at gmail.com. And we're planning our email episodes, so get those in. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> our personals. You can find me, Mariah, on Twitter at fullswampwitch underscore, on TikTok at submarinewarfare, and on Instagram at submarinewarfare. And you can find me, Caroline, on Twitter at RustyPage95, on Instagram at underscore RustyPage, and on TikTok at CrazyGinger995. Next week, we will be covering Season 1, Episode 21, Ragtag. Stay tuned for that. (laughs) Okay, bye! Bye, love you! (laughs)